Okay, welcome Tommy. So this is No Excuses, Real Inspiration with Scott Marshall. So this is episode number 19. Um, I've only started a couple of weeks ago, but um, you know, the numbers are getting higher. Um, thank you for taking the time to come on the day. Um, for those people who don't know you, could you give a wee brief intro of who you are and what you do? Sure, Scott, and thanks very much for the invitation, mate. Uh, hopefully I can um, add to, to, to the podcast and it will not just be a waste of time. Um, my name's Tommy Sheridan. Um, I used to be involved in uh, the cut and thruster uh, politics um, way back in days of things like the poll tax, which you're far too young to even have a clue about, but uh, I ended up uh, leading a campaign to stop the poll tax, which was introduced with a uh, a bad woman called Mrs. Thatcher, who, um, from anybody who knows her, knows that's a, uh, a swear word to even mention her name. But there you go, um, get put in jail for for uh, for opposing the the poll tax. Um, then I was elected to Parliament, Scottish Parliament. I was elected to the City Council as well, Glasgow City Council. Uh, I was elected to the Scottish Parliament way back in 1999. I served two terms there till uh, 2007. I then had some problems with newspapers, um, telling lies about us, took them to court, end up having a, a bit of a, a set-up with newspapers and a bit of a ding-dong, um, which, yeah. which led to a, a, another prison sentence for me. Um, also, was the, the wee stint on Celebrity Big Brother way back in 2009 as well, which um, some of your viewers may have uh, been former fans of that particular programme. Yeah. Um, Thoroughly enjoyable episode. Uh, I was on it with Alexa Coolio and we we earned, God rest his soul, um, some other individuals that were that, that, that were on that show. So that that was a good experience. I spent more recently, last decade or so, has been dedicated to the independence movement and trying to get Scottish independence. Scott, I'm a big advocate of Scottish yeah. independence. I believe. Totally. Uh, I'm I'm on the same boat. Well, I think we've got a lot to uh, gain from taking our own decisions um, affecting our own country. Um, whether we uh, whether we get everything right or not remains to be seen. But I would much rather make our own mistakes than have other people make mistakes for us. So uh, I, I'd love to see us uh, have the ability to stand up in the world stage and announce that uh, we're actually a, a normal country yeah. um, and that we're independent. So spent a lot of time doing that. I uh, recently did a, uh, a law degree um, and uh, I love the, 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 one of the things about the, the basis of your podcast. I've always, always, for a kid, uh, wanted to be a footballer. That was my, my dream. Uh, unfortunately, I never realised that, but there you go. Uh, <laughs> but in, in terms of having that dream, it meant that fitness has always been a big factor in my life. I've always tried to... Uh, stay fit. Uh, it's harder and harder the older you get. I'm 57 yeah. years of age now, and uh, injuries are much easier to pick up and much longer to deal with. I've just come out of a, a long three months layoff from physical activity, proper physical activity, because I tore my rectus femoris, which is the big muscle down the front of the thigh. Um, yeah. And it's been seriously one of the worst injuries I've ever had. I've had torn calf muscles, I've had torn hamstrings. But this is the worst tear that I've had because uh, it took so much longer to to, um, to, to basically cure and, and, and to come back together. So 
uh, I started this week actually getting back into playing a wee bit of football, playing a wee bit of badminton, uh, and it's been tough uh, picking things up again. But hey, I think physical fitness, Scott, in terms of our own lives, um, is the only drug which is worth, I think, pursuing and worth taking. Yeah. Um, I think it, uh, fitness itself and exercise itself uh, is proven physiological fact that the, the release of endorphins does help um, your mental state of, of mind and does help you to, to relax. Obviously, during exercise, you might not think that because uh, you're sweating and things are tough and all the rest of it. But it's all worth it when you're standing in the shower afterwards and uh, you, you're feeling relaxed. And certainly, uh, it also allows you to tuck into the odd cream cake now and again that you wouldn't be able to tuck into if you weren't doing the exercises. So, and um, there's, there's, there's rewards for, for doing the exercises as well. And I, I just think everybody should, even if it's just a walk at a normal pace, I'm not saying that everybody's going to perspire and everybody's going to push themselves to the limit. I'm not saying that at all. But I do think physical exercise in one form or another, everybody should, should try and do it until you, until you can't do it any longer. No, totally, Tommy. And obviously you mentioned your age, 57, but... Age is only a number, and what I say to my clients is, you know, life's it's a marathon, not a sprint. You know, um, a mile at a time. That's that's how we go about it. Um, Definitely. But we're gonna go way back to the start of your journey, and um, back to your school years. So, what sort of activities were you involved in there? Again, um, Scott, loving football for a young age. My, my dad used to take me to see Celtic for the age of like six, seven, eight years of age. And I used to go and see uh, some of the greats. I had the pleasure of seeing Jimmy Johnston in the flesh, seeing Kenny Douglas in the, the flesh, uh, Billy McNeil, uh, you know, players who yeah. young Celtic supporters nowadays uh, can only read about or hear about. Yeah. Uh, I had the pleasure of actually seeing them in, in the flesh playing and and been enthralled uh, by it. However, by the time I got to the age of nine, ten, one of my next door neighbours, I got raised in Pollock in, in Glasgow and Linton Hall Road in Pollock um, tenement building. And uh, the, the guy used to stay in the next tenement to me, I, I stayed in 265 Linton Hall Road. And uh, Mr Little, he stayed in uh, 267 Linton Hall Road. And uh, he... Um, seen me playing in the wee grass triangle across the road playing playing football uh, one day and he said to us, he says, hey, do you play with anybody? I says, no. He says, oh, you should come down and play with Paul United. Um, he ran Paul United in those days. So I went down, uh, got a trial, started playing with the under-10s and then my, my dad started to get involved as well. Um, sorry, I should have turned this bloody phone off. Sorry, man. No, okay, uh, typical, isn't it? My phone goes in a time like this where I just put it <laughs> off the island. Um, I apologise for that. Wait a wee second. Uh, right, there you go. It's on silent. Um, so he he got his involved with Point and then my dad started to come and watch. And then within a, a matter of months, he uh, was asked to help out. And uh, he, he ended up becoming the, the manager of the team and he got his brother involved. So my, my dad and my uncle ended up taking Point United for under 10s right through the under 18s. And I Played with him uh, throughout that that time. So as a as a kid at school, I loved PE. Yeah, uh, I loved football. Uh, I, 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 we never get introduced to as many other sports as maybe I would have liked. Um, we, we 
with a wee bit of cross country running. We we never had any rugby. Um, we, we I don't remember ever getting badminton. I remember getting table tennis for for a, for a wee while. Um, I never ever get introduced to tennis. I wish I had been because I, I, I love the game, but uh, I, I I don't know the basics and and yeah. sort of try and play it without uh, having a, a grounding in it. Uh, but football in those days was everything to Scott, and uh, I then got into karate. Um, the, the Shotokan karate went through my belts, got right up to a brown belt in, in, in Shotokan and thoroughly enjoyed the karate as well. It gave us a wee bit of extra discipline in life um, and uh, it gave me a wee bit of extra confidence as well, I've got to say. I, I think uh, any self-defence um, pursuit, whether it be karate or, or boxing or judo, I think they all give you a, a bit of discipline and be a bit of self-confidence as well. So I'd certainly encourage any young people to try and take up a, a self-defence um, pursuit uh, in, in any one of, of those, um, because if it's done properly, uh, I think it will give you discipline in your life uh, and, as I say, a wee bit of uh, extra self-confidence. Ah, totally, Tommy. And then, you know, obviously you participated in a lot of those uh, sports um, did you find any challenges within them for yourself? Yeah, I, I think in those days, Scott, I was anxious to become a professional footballer. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Millions of young men and now young women as well. Um, not, not so much in my day. Females playing football was extremely rare. Although I do have to say that, uh, ironically enough, my sister played football. Um, and there's one thing that gets brought up whenever we meet as a family, and that is that there's only one member of our household that has got a cap for Scotland, really? and it's not me. Um, <laughs> it's, it's my sister. She played for Dumbarton Ladies team as a goalkeeper, and she ended up getting a, a cap for Scotland. Wow. Uh, it's a, a, an issue which uh, is a constant irritant, I've got to say, uh, Scott, because uh, after all my years of dedication to football, I never got a cap for Scotland, but she did. Um, so being involved um, in football, we, in those days we used to play uh, a Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, and then a Sunday. So you, you playing three games over the weekend was normal. You would train two nights a week minimum. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, one of the guys that I grew up with in those days, a guy called Billy Davis, went on to play professional football. He, he signed, um, first of all, with... Manchester United as a kid from the age of 12 to 16. Uh, he was uh, signed by Man United and went to other training camps all over the world, actually, France, Switzerland, America, everything. Um, then at the age of 16, he signed with Rangers and um, became a, a professional footballer with Rangers. Went on to have a reasonably successful career as a player, but maybe more of a success as a manager uh, with, with, with Motherwell and Preston and Nottingham Forest. Um, so, in other words, even at that age, although my dream wasn't realised, one of my close friends at that time realised their dream. I mean, there was three or four years on ACTA, but we all wanted to be footballers, but only one has made it. But what the reason I tell that story is, for any young person watching this particular uh, podcast, don't give up on your dream, even though you, you think it's far away and it's no realisable if you stick in at it, if you try hard, um, and if you've got a few breaks along the way, 
then you could realise your dream. So please keep training and look after your body. Don't abuse your, your body. I mean, my attitude to drinking drugs probably was developed in those days, Scott, because because I had that vision of becoming a footballer, it meant I didn't want to drink alcohol. I didn't want to sniff glue, which was yeah. a big thing in my upbringing and, and Pollock in those days. I didn't want to do any other drugs. Uh, I didn't want to get involved in gang fighting and all the rest of it um, because I, I wanted to, to pursue that dream. Um, all of that, I think, helped me stay out of trouble and, and, and helped me become a more balanced individual and a balanced human being. So I would certainly encourage young people of today uh, to have those dreams, those sporting dreams, whether it be in football, whether it be in badminton, tennis, rugby, table tennis, whatever, Um Set yourself those those aspirations and go for it. No, totally, Tommy. And for yourself, obviously, you've been involved in fitness for a, a many number of years. So, what does fitness mean to you? That's a good point, um, Scott. And uh, you, you, we, we seriously could debate it all day. It's it, it's one of those issues which I don't think is objective. I don't think um, a scientific definition of fitness uh, is helpful. Uh, the reason I say that is I often think of weightlifters, um, bodybuilders. Um, nobody would say they're no fit, but ask them to sprint 100 yards. Aye. <laughs> would struggle. Um, so, uh, whereas if you look at a marathon runner um, and you, the best of them um, look as, as though they could do a good meal. Um, and, and, and look as though they've, 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 they've maybe came from a poor family where they didn't have a lot of nourishment. But by goodness, they can run three and four marathons a week. Um, so fitness to me um, has it means different things to different people. Yeah. I've always tried to stress. I used to do a wee bit of uh, fitness instruction. I, I worked at a, a health studio called Dave Greenhill's Health Studio, which no longer exists, but they used to have a gym in, in the centre of Glasgow in John Street uh, and, and one in Stirling. Um, and uh, as a youngster at 17 years of age, I, I, I went to Stirling University and I got the job with Dave Greenhouse. Uh, I ended up working with them uh, during my, my years at university. So I learned a bit about uh, general fitness and specifically how to advise people to do exercises properly. Because as you know, um, sometimes you can do yourself more damage uh, if you don't do exercises properly and you don't have safety um, at the forefront. Um, but for me, general fitness is more important than being uh, huge uh, or being able to run marathons. Uh, I think being able to run for a bus and not being breathless, uh, I think being able to climb stairs in a tenement building with a couple of bags of, of shopping uh, and no need to put them down uh, and, and no perspiring too much uh, doing that, um, going for a walk uh, and feeling comfortable. Um, the, these are things which I think come into the gambit of general fitness. Um, mm -hmm. I obviously push myself a wee bit because I wanted to be a professional and I never, ever wanted fitness to become the issue yeah. of speaking. Uh, so I always wanted to uh, tick all the boxes. But I was very stupid in, as, as a young kid, um, Scott. I didn't um, understand some of the general principles of fitness. I, I used to, believe it or not, go for runs on Friday nights before playing football on a Saturday. And my understanding 
as I was doing all this was, oh, I'm, I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to really push myself. And then the more I'll be really fit. No understanding the human body. No understanding yeah. that that was the most stupid thing to do because muscles need rest. Muscle, muscle needs time to recover um, so that you get the best out of your muscle. And I should have really been resting the day before uh, a sport and the day before mm-hmm. a game. Um, so that during some games, I would maybe be feeling a bit tired and um, latterly, not when I was young, but latterly in my late 30s and early 40s, I started picking up quite a few injuries. Uh, and of course I would pick up injuries because my muscles were fatigued from the fact that I used to always think that the best thing to do was exercise the day before, which was just out and out stupid. So even though I had done the uh, general fitness instructor course, um, and I could tell you the muscle groups, I could go through the pectoralis major, I could go through the iliacus, I could the, the, describe the, the, the soleus and the biceps and the triceps and um, the uh, gastronomias. I could go through all the muscle groups across the body. You know exactly what, what I'm talking about. And I could I could describe to you how best to do sit-ups and how best to do uh, shoulder presses and, and, and uh, uh, all of the various exercises in a safe manner. What I hadn't been taught was the real physiology of the body and, and how uh, recovery is so important to... Uh, muscle health and, and 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 general fitness, and I wish I had known some of that as, as a youngster. Maybe I would have been able uh, to achieve more. Um, so from my point of view, uh, I, I definitely think from a young young age we should learn more about the human body, more about how our body works, more about our muscle groups. Um, I mean, generally on this subject, uh, I, I also think first aid should be taught at schools as well. So as well as learning about the body, we should learn um, basic first aid because you never know when you're going to need it. Um, and, and, and I think it would help us as, as a society if, if youngsters were aware of these things from an earlier age, Scott. So um, th- th- that's a couple of the things, reflections on, on, on my, uh, yeah. that I wish I'd known about. No, totally, Tommy. And then if I was to say to you, you know, if you're... What's your favourite exercise to do if you were in the gym? What would that be? Well, again, this might sound, given that I worked in gyms for for those years, and I used to go to the gym quite a lot. But do you know what, Scott? I'm the only way now that I'd prefer to play sport than go to the gym. Right? I mean, so in other words, you know, I play a lot of badminton, play some tennis, play a lot of five-a-side or seven-a-side football. Um, I loved the boxing training. absolutely loved the boxing training. Yeah. Rather than specifically going to the gym and doing a, yeah, yeah. a circuit, um, because I, I'd find it quite monotonous. That, that's the truth yeah. of the matter. I'd find it quite monotonous. However, when I'm on holiday, I'll try and go to a gym. When I was in jail, I, I used to go to the gym um Every day, if I could, uh, it wasn't always available. So there's a there's an example of when circumstances are different, I would yeah. use the gym. But when uh, I've, when I've got free choice, I'd rather get my exercise out of competitive sport than necessarily compete with myself in a gym, if you know what I mean. No, totally um, get However, um, in terms of the, the, the question itself, um, I suppose... Um, 
I've always liked um, doing a chest press. I think chest press done properly is a good exercise. It's yeah. you can feel the burn. You can you can feel that you're working your 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 pecs. Um, the only advice I would give to people, I, I used to notice this in prison a lot, and that is that young guys were they would always go for the, as heavy a weight as possible because they yeah. thought holding their pecs was important. Um, and the advice I would always give to guys is, look, don't go for weight, go for repetitions, go, yeah. go for the, the general fitness of the muscle rather than the size of the muscle. And the reason I gave them that is because I, I saw from my dad, my dad used to do a bit of weightlifting, but my dad in his later life was overweight and a lot of the muscle that he'd built up turned to fat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I do think it's important that people have to say to themselves, okay, if I'm going to go for big, big weights, short repetitions, am I going to be able to keep it up for a long period of time? Yeah. Because if you don't, then inevitably those big muscle will waste and turn to fat. Better, in my opinion, go for big repetitions, reasonable weight, um, and you're not building massive muscles but you're building effective muscles uh, and oh. muscles that it can last. So that that would be my wee bit of advice. And I used to always like uh, the, the 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 military press or the chest press, depending. Yeah. On, uh, and then, you. what would be the worst exercise you would? Well, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, probably because sometimes the. Um, you get them wrong, uh, and that would be various tricep exercises. Um, yeah. You know, tricep push down. Inevitably, um, you you don't start high enough um, when you're doing your push down, or you end up um, putting too much of your your body into it and no isolating the tricep enough, yeah. um, or dumbbell tricep extensions, and you're no holding your your arm in, so you're not isolating the tricep enough. So yeah. I, I used to get annoyed with some tricep exercises because ah, yeah. the whole point of a tricep exercise is to try and isolate the triceps and, and yeah. work the tricep. But inevitably, when you did a lot of these exercises, you were using too much other uh, parts of your body and not isolating the tricep enough. Similarly, if you think of bicep extensions, how many times do you see guys going to the gym and, you know, they're swinging up, they're using big, big dumbbells, they're swinging Aye. up, and you're saying to yourself, wait, mate, listen, you're not doing that properly because you're not isolating Aye. the bicep, uh, which is why I always like the bench uh, uh, curl, because when you're doing the bench bicep curl, you're not getting to swing the body, you're isolating the bicep, and you're actually working the bicep much harder, much harder, yeah. but much better for, for yeah targeting the, the the muscle the group that you're trying to exercise no totally and then obviously you mentioned you know the the body swinging that's how people end up with back injuries as well absolutely, you know? absolutely. Um, and then for yourself tommy what's the best memory of your fitness journey that you've ever had because i know obviously you've you've uh, had a good few charity boxing matches and you've, you've played charity football matches so what would be the one thing that you know the, the best memory of all all of that? That's a, it's a, a difficult question, Scott, because there have been a lot of really good memories um, that have been related to fitness. I think you know 
probably some of the boxing bouts have have been have been memorable. Some some for good reasons, some for um, <laughs> reasons that maybe shouldn't be good. I remember one in particular. I, I, I was supposed to be uh, fighting uh, Gordon Smith in a, a return boxing match a number of years ago, and Gordon pulled it a few days before. Um, and in order for the the whole charity night to go ahead, they, they, they had to get as a, an opponent, um, and they they managed to get a guy um, um, Collins. Um, God, what was his first name? That's terrible. He's Steve Collins. Steve Collins is the middleweight champion in the world, um, and his brother um, was his trainer for twenty five years, um, and he was extremely well built. Um, Incredible back structure, um, and uh, I remember uh, the night of the bout. Um, Steve Collins was doing my bandages for me, uh, which was a great uh, memory in itself to have a middleweight champion of the world. Danger bandages, fantastic. And he said to me, he said, "Listen, Tommy, he said my brother's a good lad. He, he, don't worry, don't worry, because I'm looking at this guy and thinking, Jesus, you know, he's." He's bigger than me, he's stronger than me, he's taller than me. Every, everything is, is telling me this isn't going to be a fair fight. Um, but he says, he's a good lad, don't worry. Just don't hurt him. <laughs> I, I, I should have remembered that advice because as, as the fight starts, um, I end up hitting him a reasonably good blow to the body. And unbeknown to me, he had an injured rib. And this blow to the body had made the rib injury even worse and made it very sore. So he came out absolutely throwing these pile drivers of punches. I mean, I remember some of them whizzing past me such that you actually heard them as well as seeing them. Uh, it, you know, it was quite frightening. However, the reason it's a memorable uh, memory is because I didn't go down. And despite taking a right few uh, punches, I didn't go down. And in the last, in the third round, it was only three rounds, thankfully. But in the third round, he hurt me a cracking jab um, just above my eye. And my eye burst open. Um, but I didn't go down. The blood was there. Didn't go down. And then uh, the, the final bell went. Uh, and he said to me, he said, massive respect. You, you, you stood uh, punch to punch and, and you refused to go down. So from even though I think they called it a draw, right, which was never a draw, uh, he, 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 he won it. But they called it a draw. But the memory is that at least I didn't go down. You know, I, I, I stood my ground and I, I boxed as best Aye. I could and tried to avoid the punches. So I wouldn't have been able to do that if I hadn't trained and I wasn't reasonably fit. Um, so that's a good fitness memory. Um, mm -hmm. and. Uh, that sort of a, it actually set me in good stead, I've got to say. Again, this is a bit contradictory because I got a doing in the ring. But do you know what? I was never frightened of getting into the ring with anybody else after that. So um, it gave you that confidence. I, I just knew that nobody could punch me as strong as this guy had punched Aye. me. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, so uh, we kept in touch after and he used to send me wee Christmas messages saying, how's it going and all the rest of it. And, um, so the Collins family, uh, there's a long line of them, uh, been, been, been boxers and been very, very tough. Um, so I managed to withstand uh, that doing in the ring and uh, it gave me 
ironically gave me more confidence because thereafter I've done, I think I've done about eight, nine, maybe 12 other bouts yeah. with other people. Um, and I've no bothered whether they were big or small because I, I knew that nobody could <laughs> punch me the, 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 the way he managed to punch me. Ah, that's a, that's a great memory, Tommy. And then just before we finish up, so the one last question I would like to ask you. Um, so obviously you've played a lot of charity football matches. So what's the one player that you've either played with in the same team or against that, you know, you've thought, my God, this guy's magnificent. What's the one guy that stands out? Oh, God. That, again, very, very difficult. Um, one of the fantastic memories, charity football-wise, was um, trying to remember, was it 2008 or 2007? Um, it was the new Wembley was getting opened, Scott, uh, right. brand new Wem Wembley. And a guy called uh, Martin Riley, who, who's a football agent, was putting together a Scottish celebrity team to go and play an English celebrity team at the new Wembley on the opening day of the new Wembley. Um, yeah. So it was a, it was a great uh, experience to travel down to London and to play at a stadium, which was utterly fantastic, incredible stadium. Um, and we had a few well-kent faces playing for us. With Peter Mullen, the actor, was was our manager. Um, we, we had uh, Tam and, and Winston for uh, uh, only uh, not not for only excuse for still game, still game. God, I mean, with Tam and and, and Winston for uh, um, still game um, playing with um, uh, Paul and Mark um, as, as they are in, in real life. Um, with John Smeaton, who was in the pool. Uh, that was not long after the. Uh, attempted uh, terrorist attack at uh, Glasgow. Um, we, we, but we also had some ex-footballers. We had uh, Gordon Smith playing. I played with, it was great to, to play with Tom Boyd that day. Uh, yeah. back was, was, was a fabulous experience. With Darren Jackson uh, playing that day. With Michael Comston um, playing that day. In fact, Michael, uh, uh, Martin Comston, Michael, Martin Comston scored the goal that day. Um, him and Darren scored and we won 2-1. Um, so that was an absolutely fabulous uh, memory and yeah. something. It must be. It yeah. must have been uh, great to get one over the old enemy. Yeah? Oh, listen, that you know that was a that that was the added uh, be be in the bonnet because to 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 get one over an old enemy, go down to their you know their home of football Aye. and beat them. Uh, it was fantastic. They had some good players as well. Um, they just some ex. Uh, 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 professionals playing. They also had Angus Dayton playing for that the, the show that he's on the, the telly, the actor. And they had, and we had a Grade One retired referee, um, wee guy, wee baldy guy. He's, he's on Sky all the time. Uh, he was he was the ref. So it was uh, everything about it was was fantastic. When great memory, um, but uh, winning was 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 the cream because the, the, coming back up the road, if we get beat, wouldn't have wouldn't have been good. Um, but in terms of actual players, I've, I've got to say, um, playing alongside the likes of Charlie Miller, uh, Charlie, obviously, the former Rangers player, and, and uh, me being a big Celtic man, uh, I probably shouldn't have mentioned Charlie, but I will do because I've had the pleasure of playing alongside Charlie on a number of occasions, and he's probably one of the best uh, out-and-out 
pound for pound skilled players that I've ever had the, the pleasure of playing uh, alongside. Um, more recently, I played alongside Simon Donnelly quite a bit as well. And again, Simon on his day is magical, um, re really fantastic. Um, but they, they are a couple of the examples I would give that I have, I have the great honour to be in the same team as them and play alongside them in charity games, sometimes play against them uh, as well um, in, in a lot of games. So I, I would mention they two um, that come to mind just now. It's what, yeah. one of the questions, Scott. I know that I'm going to go off and think of other players that I should have mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they, they, they'd certainly come into that to a, a bracket um, that, that of players that were memorable. I mean, one of my friends... Um, Again, I had the pleasure of playing alongside them and playing against them in, in other wee games is Frank McGarvey uh, and Frank McAvaney. The two of them uh, I consider friends um, and the two of them were fantastic players and to actually play alongside them is just fantastic. They may not be as fit nowadays. And when I say nowadays, I'm talking about five, ten years ago playing alongside them uh, in games. They don't necessarily play that much. Now, Frank, uh, Maka sometimes keeps, keeps playing uh, but uh, McGarvey's hung up the boots. Uh, but to play alongside them, I mean, these are guys that I idolised as, as a Celtic fan, Scott. To, so to actually play alongside them is... is ah, it must have been like a dream come true. Dreams come true, mate. Dreams come true. Good man. Um, so thanks thanks for coming on today, Tommy. So have you got any questions for myself before we round up? Scott, I, I suppose in terms of, you know, I, I don't know what age you are. I know you're young, Um but in terms of you and, and fitness, you, you've asked me what you consider my, my favourite exercise and my, my favourite sport. So I suppose I would throw that back at you. What is, what's your favourite exercise and, and what is your favourite sport? So, you know, um, I love football. Um, however, uh, I've got pins and screws in my right ankle. So... I was trying to sneak into uh, High Hill Sports Centre when I was 14, 15, jump off a 30-foot fence and, you know, straight onto concrete, snap my ankle, snap my shin, um, medically discharged from the army for life. I couldn't join when I was 16. So that, uh, you know, uh, fitness, I always wanted to be involved in a, some line, some sort of fitness. Um, but my favourite exercise is probably lifting weights, Tommy. Um, my favourite sport, you know, because I kind of play impact sports, I love golf, you know. <laughs> right. um, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm going to have to interrupt you and say that I'm not accepting that because <laughs> that sport, I mean, I, uh, you know, uh, that, that, that's like calling Cluedo or chess a sport. <laughs> Oscar Wilde, who was a brilliant playwright and poet, used to say that golf was a, spoiling of a good walk um so <laughs> I, I, i'm i'm not sure i'm going to allow that ah, right, um, okay. um, however, awesome. anything that gets you out and walking and in the the, the, the fresh air yeah you've got you've got to go for that but when Aye. you say lifting weights what what you know what so, do you mean by that so i mean dead I'm weights dead lifts what is what Aye, so of? i've got a wee split program tommy that you know obviously I, I like to lift heavy weights i do five sets of five you know I started um, in April this year, uh, a wee progression programme. I change it every six weeks. And I started lifting, you know, 12 kilos. And, you know, for uh, overhead press, you know, your shoulder press, 
Uh, but now I'm lifting 26s, you know, um, and I've had a real progression, you know, for myself. And I've noticed I've lost a lot of weight and I've got leaner and toner uh, through, through that. Um, and the, going to the gym and just, that's my escape for the day, you know, away from everything, away from social media, the phone's away, you know. That, that's my hour of the day. That's where I can go and just relax. Well, Scott, I suppose, again, you know, not everyone's going to agree with me here, but I always like to encourage people not to do just anaerobic or just aerobic. Oh. I like to see people do do a mixture of anaerobic oh, no, no, and aerobic. So yeah. I would always say when you go to the gym, bro, do the weights, but also put in a 20 minute on the on the running machine. I will do. Because oh. as you know, the biggest and most important muscle in our bodies are heart. And if we don't exercise the heart, then we're, we're going to be having reduced life quality. Oh, so. definitely, Tommy. So with my week program, um, you know, I, I cover a lot of G-cycle classes, you know, your spin classes. So I do uh, maybe three or four of them a week. So that's 45 minutes a class. So it's a, a lot of cardio throughout the week. And, you know, if I can get out a walk with my dogs or, you know, go golfing. <laughs> As well, you know, but I, I I tend to I love exercise. Um, that that that's my life now. Um, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Well, listen, um, Scott, there could be a lot of worse pursuits, mate. And uh, I'm sorry to hear about your uh, early injury in life because that could have led to you being uh, an extremely unfit, obese. Uh, an unhappy individual because yeah. uh, uh, with an injury like that and pins in your ankles, it, it's probably it probably was an obstacle and a barrier to you actually doing fitness stuff. But you fought that barrier and you've overcame it to, to an extent. Um, and uh, you know, more power to your elbow power. I think um, is fantastic. I think it will. You, I love the way you said there about your escape, and and I think that's what. I used to love jogging, not so much now, but I used to go for like an hour's run and during that hour, you were just relaxed. You were just, it was just pure and utter relaxation. Um, and I think that's what exercise can do. It can block out all your stresses and your strains of life uh, and it can give you the ability to just get things into perspective, get, get a grip yeah. of what's going on in your life and always, always try and remember that things aren't always as bad as they first appear. Uh, no. and, and, I, and I think exercise helps you to understand that. No, definitely, Tommy. Thank you for coming on today. Pleasure, Paul. All the best. Cheers, Tommy.